Welcome to Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm Kristen Henke, your hostess with the mostest, guide from the side, and mistress of ceremonies. Together, we're about to explore and deconstruct the shame and stigma surrounding our sexuality. You heard that right. We're going deep on the topics of sex, relationships, spirituality, health, and everything else that impacts our ability to live, love, and orgasm freely. My hope is to shine a light on our shared experiences by normalizing taboo topics and empowering each of you to reclaim autonomy of your pleasure, your bodies, and your lives. You are now entering a judgment-free zone where I ask all the uncomfortable and embarrassing questions for you. Our unofficial mantra is be curious, not judgmental. So leave your inner prude at the door or strap her in tight because this is happening. keep like planning to, to be a person who does Zen coloring books. And then I just, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Same. Like I had, um, I have a couple coloring books and there's always that desire of, Oh, I really want to do that. And then my ego comes in and it's like, there's a million other things that you could be doing that would be more, <laughs> mm. you know, it's, it's so interesting because like having a baby who, especially right now, like we're sleep training. Okay. Which is like, it's, it's it's challenging. It's, it's, (laughs) it's like a pressure cooker of evolution for, for me. Um, but it is, she's only sleeping for 30 minutes at a time. So like, we've kind of, we're rocking out the whole, like putting her in the crib, like calm, but awake. And then it takes her only like seven to 10 minutes to fall asleep. So like champ there, which is great. But then she wakes up 30 minutes on the dot every single time. And so I literally have to do my day in 30 minute segments. So it's like, and she goes down for a nap every 90 minutes. So I, so if I don't get something done in 30 minutes that she's asleep, I have 90 minutes to wait until I have like another 30 minute pocket to do stuff. So I'm like, do I poop, brush my teeth and change the laundry? Do I have half a cup of coffee, read a little bit and like journal? Do I work out? Do I like make the bed and like tidy up the kitchen? Like my whole day is like strung out that way. So prioritization is very important. <laughs> You're like, yeah, coloring is not on the list today. <laughs> I mean, I, well, it's just, it's funny. Cause then if you, if you decide mm. to do something like that, you have yeah. to really decide, like you have to give yourself permission that that is the thing that you're doing. You're not yeah. wasting time. Cause yesterday, like I'm going to tell on myself yesterday, I made the mistake of like, cause it was our first like full day of being really mm-hmm. serious about the sleep training. And so yeah. I, like as soon as she would finally fall asleep in her crib, I would be like, whoo, like relief. And I would just like sink down into the middle of the floor. Like I wouldn't change my clothes. I wouldn't like go anywhere. I would just like sit in the middle of the floor, pull my like cold coffee over and like scroll Instagram. And the next thing I know she's awake and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't do anything. Like I didn't get anything done at all. And so today I was like, all right, today, like there's a list of things that we got to do before we're allowed to open Instagram. (laughs) It's funny. And I think like, I don't know about you, but I've I feel like the first couple weeks, um, they were just, you know, whatever goes yeah. weeks. Oh yeah. And, and there are going to be those days where we just need whatever goes days. Um, yeah. and then, and then days when we're like, okay, what would feel really nourishing and creative and fun to give our energy and attention to that would yeah. actually feel restorative and rejuvenating. And, yeah. 
Well, and I think that's a perfect lead in to this conversation. Um, yeah. For you guys, I'll acknowledge our listeners. Hi guys, it's Kristen and her friend, Meg <laughs> Haynes, who is a magical spiritual teacher, healer, incredible empath. Like she is one of those people where if I need like a gut check, I'll be like, Meg, what is your gut telling us? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she works with, uh, with women to help them tune into their deeper intuition and I have her on for multiple reasons. This is like a multi-purpose uh, conversation. <laughs> One, for this asking for a friend episode, a lot of the comments and questions I've been getting lately obviously are more around kind of this global pandemic that we're in at this yeah. place in time. During this recording, COVID-19 is still rampant around the universe and just, you were kind of mentioning like the first couple of weeks, they were so surreal that if you have the great privilege of being able to shelter in place, stay home, not go to work, not, you know, go out, it, stay in, stay in as much as you possibly can. It kind of felt like a weird, like snow day, holiday extended. Like it was just, it didn't feel like real life. Right. And now, you know, this has been going on for most people for a month, you know, some a little longer, depending on where in the country you are. But it's, I think it's going to be really important to find a sense of normalcy again. Like we have yeah. to kind of adjust to our, our new normal while our bodies and literally the world heals. Yeah. And so the questions I've kind of been getting are like, how do you stay sane? And like, how do you, like, what's going on? Like, what do you think is going on? And you know, I have my thoughts. Um, they're kind of right up there with a couple of solid conspiracy theories. So I'm not going to share too much about those. You can DM me privately for those. Um, <laughs> hint, I think big pharma has something to do with it, but also mm -hmm. I, I do think that you can find incredible meaning in the shittiest thing of all time. And yeah. something that I really appreciate about you is that you are constantly open and in conversation kind of with the, the energy, with the energetic forces. That's a lot of what your work centers around. And so yeah. I wanted to tap into you to talk about energetically what's going on in the world as a whole, like this collective pause. I, I don't think that it is, um, it's not a coincidence. This isn't like mm -hmm. a crazy freak accident. Like there is definitely something on a deeper level going on. And I think that there are invitations and opportunities that are, that are open to us right now during this time, if we choose to identify them and accept them. So can you like dig into that and tear it apart? <laughs> <laughs> that was so beautifully said, by the way, I just want to honor you for that. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much happening. Um, so I think for me, you know, very early on in my journey, um, I had an incredible mentor. Her name is Amy Bachelor. And when I was going through some really challenging um, moments of my life, some deaths of really close family members, and just really trying to navigate that, you know, when your world falls apart a little bit. Um, she said something to me that I've taken with me throughout the rest of my life, and that's, you can use this to fall apart, to crumble, to um, destroy you in a way, or you can use it to evolve, to grow, to become the person that you truly are and to share your gifts in a, in a bigger way. And, you know, I think first of all, we all, we all have the right to choose whatever we want and there's no judgment about what path we choose with that. Mm 
it's our own growth. There's learning in every choice. <laughs> so there's no right or wrong choice. There's learning in both. Um, but I knew that I wanted to take every challenge as an opportunity to grow and evolve. And so whenever I'm faced with a challenge, that's how I look at it as, you know, I have that real first human moment of this sucks. This is awful. I want to be out of this. I want this to change. Um, why is this happening to me? All of those normal human emotions that are, that are very real and true, and we must acknowledge those. Um, but then I get to a point of, okay, well, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do? What is this teaching me? What is the opportunity I'm presented with right now? How is this serving me? Because I do believe that everything serves us, um, whether we can see it in the moment or not. Um, and at the beginning of the year, you know, I, I always kind of ask my team, my angel team, um, you know, what's, what's my lesson this year? What is my practice? What am I focused on? And they said, divine trust. And I was like, okay, wow, we're just going right there. And, um, great. Fantastic. The nicety is going straight for, <laughs> straight for it. <laughs> divine trust. But, um, you know, for me, I realized that, I can't be a spiritual teacher and a healer in the world talking about and teaching that we are divinely protected, guided, supported in all ways if I don't believe that on some level myself. And so there are areas for all of us to grow in. And that was an area I really need to, needed to strengthen was my own faith and my... Um, the process of where my life is unfolding and how it's unfolding. And so that became my, my practice at the beginning of the year. And now I know why. <laughs> it's always like a foreshadowing. Like I never know why something's happening. And then a couple months later, I'm like, Oh, that's what that was yeah, for. Perspective Great. really. Yeah. <laughs> In hindsight is 2020. That's where that comes from. You exactly. get enough space to turn around and you're like, Oh, there's the full picture. I also like to use the visual of you know, a puzzle. It's like when the puzzle is down on the table in front of you in a bunch of pieces, like you have no idea. You're like, what in the world am I even trying to make? And that's yes. why like grabbing the cover of the box and setting it Always. up in, like in the distance so that you have like an overview of where you're supposed to be going, you know, it comes together like piece by weird piece. It all yeah. makes this picture that you've been like pursuing the whole time. And yeah. yeah. And I think that's something to, to really speak to when it, when you're talking about intuition, because I think we, think it's going to be this huge download of a whole blueprint with all the information. But I think the more loving thing to do is to give us piece by piece. Um, if we were to kind of get this whole download, unless we were able to personally receive it ourselves and, and, you know, really be able to embody that and know that and, 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 um, and feel grounded enough to take on that information. I think ultimately we, we do get piece by piece. Uh, as a loving way to guide us through this process. Um, and so, you know, when everything started to ramp up, I kept checking in um, with my team. And that part of me, it's, it's funny, it's almost, it's almost like I can't even go there to fear. Um, I, I will have moments of it, but it's almost like it get the other voice in me has become so much louder of, this is all unfolding as it's meant to. And I think it's really important. I wanna say this, 
being really mindful and respectful that everyone going through this right now is having a different experience and that some people are going to be asked to go through something really, really, really traumatic. Mm. I think on a, on a human whole level, we're all going through a traumatic experience right now. Um, but at the same time, there are some that are going to be asked to go through even more in this. And so I just really want to be mindful and respectful of, of them and their experience and what they're, what they're moving through. But I do believe on a higher level that every single person has chosen to be here at this time. Mm. And all our souls are on board. Our egos might not be, but our souls are on board with this experience and with what we are birthing. And I think collectively through each of us, we are birthing a new world. And so you have just gone through that experience and you know um, <laughs> the intensity of that and the surrender of that, the contractions that um, we are, that we move through that feel really tight and scary and uncertain. And um, I think if we can get really comfortable with not knowing, you know, for me, that was, that was a big lesson of my life to get comfortable with not having the answers. Because when I had, quote unquote, the answers, it made me feel safe. It made me feel like there was a container that I could, I could be in and I could understand. But if we just go, I don't need to have the answers, the divine God, spirit, goddess, earth, mother, whatever, your whatever, jam is. Yeah. whatever the jam um, has, has, us in the palm of their hands and it's guiding us through this process and all we have to do is lean in and i think that's also a big part of what's going on is we've given our authority away we've given our power away we've given um we've been taught from day one to look outside of ourselves for the answers and to not trust the voice within ourselves to not trust the body sensations that um we are having in very real moments to to and in fact, judge those or make them wrong when it's really our true, our, our true voice and our true guidance system guiding us. And, and, and our intuition is also never fear-based. It's just like, hey, maybe not the right thing for you. Hey, not, <laughs> let's, let's take a right turn here. <laughs> let's not go down that road. Um, but even if we do, our, our intuition is always guiding us. It's always course correcting. We're always recalculating. <laughs> on the path um and we are really being guided to trust that and to and to move through this experience um intuitively led versus looking to other people to tell us what to do and how to handle this mm. because every everybody also is having a different experience so how can someone else tell you what to do in this experience when you're both living different movies at this time. Wow. So, so many things. <laughs> First of all, I just, something that popped into my brain, I'm just like throwing this out there. Yeah. Set, like over history, throughout history, regardless of how you identify spiritually, culturally, etc. Like there has always been somewhere back there, there are multiple instances of this kind of like clearing, purging, purifying, whether it was the flood, whether it was a plague, mm -hmm. whether it was, you know, I mean like this whole rebirthing thing yeah. has happened 
multiple times. Like the world is incredibly old and incredibly wise. And it has been through this kind of detox purification thing multiple times. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if that's something that you guys believe in, then like, it looks to me like it very much feels like that is what's happening. And I actually got chills when you started talking about, um, you know, how we've been conditioned not to trust ourselves. Cause I mentioned at the beginning of this conversation that I had two things that I wanted you to talk about. And the first one you hit on beautifully. The second one was exactly that piece and dialing it in even a little bit more just because so much of my audience is women. And we spend a lot of uh, our time together and these conversations around you know, things that impact our ability to be whole and to be free and to be liberated, whether that is sexually, whether that's just being able to accept the gift of pleasure in our lives, whether that's just taking autonomy back over our lives and our decisions. And so I think drilling that in even more where it's like women especially have been programmed not to trust ourselves because it makes us more easily led. It makes us weaker. It makes us easier to dominate and keep small when we don't trust our gut because intuition is a very feminine quality. Like it is a gift Mm -hmm. of the divine feminine. And you guys have heard me say before, like we all have the masculine and the feminine inside of us. So guys have this too. That's, that's where you get those like gut checks and those hits and it might show up differently for men only because of the language that they've been given and the experiences that they have been allowed to have in our culture up to this date. Um, but you know, for women, that voice is really strong. That instinct, that like mothering, deep, connected, flowy, like, you know, seeking wisdom, that voice is innate in us. Like that is our birthright. We were all born with it. Yeah. And so during this time when everyone, you know, we have this massive crisis going on, everyone's kind of trapped inside with themselves. And, you know, it would seem that this is a really beautiful invitation to get quiet if we were so inclined and to Mm -hmm. reconnect with that. And I know that you work with women a lot on this piece specifically. What are some tangible, you know, like one, two, three things that if, if women are feeling that kind of pull, if they're in their houses right now and they're like, okay, this is my opportunity to do some healing here. This is my opportunity to reconnect here. What, what does that look like? What could that look like? Yeah, no, great questions. Um, well, first of all, I think for most of us, most of us don't live in our bodies. We live in our minds. We live like half up, (laughs) but, um, and that, that is through traumatic experiences. And, and when I say that, you know, it, it really just means an overwhelming experience. And if you are, if you are sensitive, um, that could be something as much as just someone being angry at you and that feeling very threatening in your system. It doesn't necessarily have to be rape or, or something intense. Um, and, and I think it's important, you know, however we experience trauma is, is our experience. And so, um, not to lessen it or greaten right. it. Like it's, well, it's all our trauma. Own yeah. All trauma is valid. And whatever yes. your highest experience or most intense experience of trauma is like that, that's your trauma threshold. And that's yes. just as severe to your system and to your body as to someone else's whose experience was, you know, maybe perceived as more violent or whatever. So it's very important that everybody remembers that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have had experiences that cause us not to live fully in our body. 
So the first thing is that we have to get back into our body. And um, the, I think the inclination is immediately for the mind to take over in a situation like this and to think our way through this. Um, that is probably going to cause even more anxiety and fear because the mind doesn't have any answers. It just has information, it has some data, but it doesn't actually have the answers for you. The answers for you live in your body, so you have to get into your body. So the first thing I would say, and this is also can be very uncomfortable at first because again, we're trying to establish a new a new way of living and it and you have to think about it. If I've if I haven't really lived in my body fully, then taking then being fully in my body is not a normal experience for me. And the normal experience for me is to, when something happens, for me to go up into my head to try to process it. Can I stay actually grounded into my feet? Can I breathe all the way down? Can I ground in? It's almost, it seems counterintuitive because you would think like, I need to take action. I need to, I need to go, I need to go. But actually the way we, we regain and, and, um, just reconnect to our innate power is to be fully in our body and to be fully embodied. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would say is to just place your feet on the floor, or if you want to lie on the ground, like lie on the ground flat and just feel your feet or the, or your body, just feel your weight against the earth, feel your connection, bring your breath and attention right to your heart center and just focus on breathing. And that can even be a scary thing because breathing, again, we have been taught to breathe only from our chest up, not to fully get the breath all the way down to the belly. So um, it's, can I, with each breath, get a little bit deeper, a little bit slower, a little bit richer with the breath, and what you're doing is you're actually cueing your body that it's safe for me to be here. It's safe for me to be present, that my power is actually here, that my peace is actually here, that everything that I'm actually searching for is right here, but I have to be here too. And so using the breath, using um, connecting to your body sensations and just kind of doing a little scan, like where am I at today? And not to look at the sensations that you're feeling as, oh my gosh, I'm feeling pain. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling anxiety. Oh my God. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm having those experiences. I am not those experiences. I'm just witnessing them in my body. Can I just let them be there for right now? Can I accept that they're there right now in this moment and that it's a wave and that it will pass? but it's obviously here in this moment and maybe it's here to offer me something. I really do believe that our physical sensations, our emotions, our teachers, and they're all bringing forth something, some, some nugget of wisdom for us. And if we try to escape it or numb it out, then we don't receive that healing, that gift. And it, we just have to wait for the next wave to come because our body is very wise and will always offer it up again for us. Um, and our body also will never overwhelm us with anything that we can't handle. So when we, be, when we become present, when we start this healing process, 
it's not going to take you right to the heart center of like the worst trauma you've ever experienced and force you to force all of those things up very much like i said with our intuition it's always going to guide nugget by nugget piece by piece whatever you can receive at that moment it's going to guide you through that process um other things to do music is so incredibly healing and powerful it's also the like one of the things that unite us all uh, we all can connect and relate to music so finding music that connects to where you are in this moment um if, it, if that's you know something joyful and and expansive and makes you feel alive and free play that if you're feeling deep heavy grief moving through your body maybe put it on a sad song and just allow yourself to feel that bring movement and dance into it don't worry about what it looks like we're not we're not here to make this pretty we're here to heal <laughs> and so using tools like music like dance can help to access the emotions within us that are that are really coming to the forefront i think ultimately what we're what we're doing now is we're we're now healing the emotional layers because that's the that's the most difficult one because that's the one we have to feel our way through <laughs> um and that's the thing that we've been avoiding it's easy to go into our head and and psychologically understand something it's easy to go even further up and and get the higher perspective but to feel it is like a very primal human thing and that is really what we're being asked to do is to feel everything that we have not felt personally collectively ancestrally like all of it is coming up to move so having music and dance as a foundation of as a practice to just get that moving is really powerful and then the third thing i would say is earthing just getting outside and putting your bare feet on the ground feeling the pulse of the earth closing your eyes hearing the birds i mean the birds are the happiest i've ever heard them in my entire life they're just like living in their own disney movie right now <laughs> they're just so happy um nature is is restoring herself mother nature is resetting um, so feel that reset, know that you're part of that reset, um, know that as she's healing, she's healing you. And so breathing in that fresh air, feeling your connection to the earth, listening to the birds and the wind in the trees and really just be here in this moment because that's where our power is. It's not in the past. It's not in the future. And that's immediately where our mind takes us. And that's a journey we we're just ping-ponging back and forth with there's there's no actual information there there's no actual truth there the only truth can be found in the present and that's where you're going to actually hear your your intuition that's where you're going to hear your guidance that's where you're going to feel your connection to source which is literally the thing that's going to guide you through this if i did i mean i am so blessed that i had the opportunity when i was younger to go on this journey because going through it now without having these tools and that connection is is a real challenge and i like want to honor everybody who are just starting that but even if you're just starting that journey that connection has always been there with you mm -hmm. 
that guidance has always been there with you. It's now time for you to receive that, to feel that, to open up to that, to surrender to that. And, and in doing so, it's like, not that you become in any way insulated by the situation in the sense, like you're still, you're still in the world, but you're not of it in the intensity that it's happening. You're grounded into something much more richer, much more um, rooted in love, in, in connection, in, um, in harmony. Like we are, we are harmonizing our planet, we're harmonizing our systems, we're harmonizing the way in which we live. And so in that process, everything that is not serving everything that is that goes against that flow and that community and that serving the good of all it's going to fall apart it needs to so that we can rebuild and during times of stress and trauma you know it's a lot of times you can't see the forest for the trees right so yes. when you're connecting when you're tapping into that flow into that force you are zooming out and creating yeah. a, a more a more broad scope which helps yeah. very much with overwhelm yeah. um, it, it gives you perspective it helps keep you from it, you know if you're getting dizzy it's like zoom out you know you're yeah. too close you're too close to the thing when you're sitting in here with all of the the, the feels, um, yeah. a less eloquent way is like, get your head out of your belly button. Like you can't see anything when you're like <laughs> that focused in, like look up yeah. and they're just, I want people to understand, you know, maybe this is the first time that you are even thinking about something greater than yourself. You know, maybe you've yeah. gone through life, not necessarily believing that or feeling disconnected from it, or perhaps you experienced trauma around it, you know? And right. so I just, I want to hopefully give you the language to, to experience this source, yeah. God, the divine universe, however you need to connect to that thing that is greater yeah. than you, that takes the weight off of your shoulders and helps you zoom out. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And for like, honestly, the energy that runs through each of those things, it's this, it's the same thing. Maybe it it's you. It's the mm -hmm. highest version of you yeah. sending you stuff. Like it is the high, the deepest, it's your deepest, wisest knowing that we have been trained not to listen to. And it's just tapping back into that and feeling that. And there's so many layers here because for anyone who's kind of like, you know, maybe this conversation is a little woo woo for some of you and that's totally okay. Zero mm -hmm. judgment, like be where you are. The exercises that she just talked about, you are on a more linear level. You are literally just giving your body the opportunity to come out of fight and go into flight. Like you are just right. activating your parasympathetic nervous system. That's what you're right. trying to do. Right. And so I think that, you know, that also something that came up while you were talking about that, this is where body trust comes up. Yeah. Whenever mm -hmm. you allow your body to relax, whenever you get really present you have to trust that your body is going to catch you. Like when yeah. you are finally still with yourself and all of the sensations and you really have to take up space and be completely embodied. If you have undergone trauma to your physical person or even your emotions, like it requires trust that you are not yeah. going to implode or like fall to pieces when you allow that to happen. Yeah. And for me, that's why this is all, it's so, so connected 
the, the sexuality, sensuality piece, the reason yeah. that it is so important to normalize those conversations and to normalize sexual trauma and to normalize, you know, women being liberated sexually is because that energy is the seat. It's the seat of creativity. It's the seat of life force. It's the seat yeah. of rebirth and renewal and in order to allow that healing and that stuff to happen, like those pathways have to be open. And, you know, maybe it's sounding a little familiar for some of you, like you can't orgasm, you can't experience pleasure, you can't experience intimacy unless you are fully present in your body. Right. And so these things, like they all are healing and contributing to each other. It is a cyclical, mm -hmm. beautiful, flowy, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fluid, fluid. I said yeah. flowy, same thing. Fluid, um, exchange of energy. And it's so, it's, it's so much more this, this journey, this experience of healing ourselves sexually. It is, it touches every single piece. This is why it's so vital. This is why I care about it so much. This is why every week I show up and I talk to somebody about sex. This is why. Yeah. And I know you and I have had this conversation too. Um, we, you've talked about it in different ways. If, you know, if, if being in the bedroom is too, is too much, yeah. um, start outside of the bedroom, start, start with just connecting to your senses. And I do something very similar. Um, it's like an exercise called sense presence. And it's really just about being with one sense at a time. So if it's a cup of coffee, you're just, you're feeling the warm cup of coffee in your hand and you're just feeling the the sensation of that warmth in your hands of of the cup the shape of the mug like how it how it best sits in in your palm and then you're smelling the coffee and just allowing all of the aromas all of the scents all of the um nuances of that that aroma to fill your nose and and maybe it takes you back to a memory or or a moment in your life and just allow yourself to kind of move into that and then just taking a sip of the coffee and like really holding it in your mouth like feeling tasting all the layers of that flavor and and slowly letting it like sip down your throat and and move down your throat and how it feels as the warm coffee moves down your throat. It's like coming back to these very, these basic things that we do every single day, but really fully experiencing them, really fully witnessing the pleasure of them, the joy of them. Um, you know, it's very important in this process when we're being asked to do a lot of change in a in a in a very <laughs> very fast way like it's we're we're ungrounded we're uprooted so the first thing is of course getting grounded but then it's like can i find the pleasure in each day in each moment can i can i come back to this moment and find something really delicious here maybe it's the way my daughter's you know eyes are glistening in the sun maybe it's um the feeling of the breeze coming through the window, like whatever it is, it's like allow those things to pull you back into the present moment. And the more you do that, the more you will um, feel that trust that we were talking about of like, 
I'm present, I'm safe, I'm here, I'm grounded, I'm alive. And there are beautiful things about my life. Yes, there are things that are, are challenging me to grow, that are uprooting me in a sense of what I have known life to be. But perhaps it's planting me in an even more fertile soil. And so can I find these moments of connection throughout my day that, that kind of guide me through this process? Because it doesn't all, you know, I think sometimes when we're in a process of deep growth and transformation, it feels hard, it feels heavy, it feels sticky, we want to run from it, but it's, that's not all it is. Life offers us contrast. So just as there's those darker moments, there's also really beautiful light moments. And it's really important that we have both feet, you know, one foot in each world so that we're grounded in what we're moving through and what is already so good. That's like a mic drop right there. <laughs> um, in summation, guys, you know, the first, the first couple of weeks of this, like, it's okay to, to be pissed. It's okay to yeah. be uncomfortable. It's okay to be scared. It's okay mm -hmm. to be unhappy. It's okay to be worried. You know, all of these things, they're okay. They're allowed. Yeah. But a month into this, I am going to encourage you to start to seek the positives of this because yeah. we've got, we've got to get out of the swirl. Like if we're going to survive, if you're going to come through to the other side and rebuild life after this, there, there comes a point where the grieving is done and you have to put on your big girl pants and you have to open your eyes and your heart and your hands to the invitations that are being offered. And so yeah. I think that Meg just beautifully touched on, you know, what is potentially available for you. And if you sit with yourself, there may be things that are even more specific to you that you have been waiting on or asking for or seeking. And you've been given this container of time and space to finally receive those. Or for those of you who don't know, to finally find out what it is, to finally figure out what it is that you really want, like what really matters on the other side of this. Like this is yeah. a beautiful kind of stop everything and reprioritize. And the last thought that I'll leave you guys with is that, you know, and I shared about this, I posted yesterday because I saw someone else post and I felt really convicted because I was having a hard day with my, you know, tiny, I call her my little savage queen. She just, you know, she feels all of her feels and they're big and they're hot. And, yeah. you know, she was not happy <laughs> about sleep training and I was feeling a little worn down, a little overwhelmed. And it just like this quarantine, this situation, if you are at home, if you're able to be at home, like yeah. we are fucking privileged. Okay. Yeah. Like there are people, you know, my heart just breaks when I go down, when I allow myself to really sit and feel and think of the people who are trapped at home with their abusers. There are women and children and, yeah. you know, all kinds of people everywhere who school and work, that's an escape for them for a few hours every day. And they don't have that now. And there are people who can't bury their dead because they are not allowed to gather and they're having to grieve and they're not allowed that crucial, you know, closure that, that we are all experiencing. And there are people who like, yes, you're home. Some, a lot of us are working from home. What a blessing, like what yeah. a gift. There are people who cannot work from home 
if they want to feed their family, yeah. you know, and they're risking their health and the health of their families. Yeah. And I even, you know, I read something yesterday that I hadn't even thought of, of course, because we're in this bubble of privilege, right. even the medical professionals out there, it's like, yes, a lot of them in a way, like they signed up for this. They are the people who like thought maybe they would never see this. Yeah. They have been trained for this and they went to school knowing that eventually, you know, something like this could happen in their lifetime. And here it is. And it's surreal and horrible. There are couples who both work in the medical field. They have to send their children away to stay with someone, to quarantine with someone because they're both exposed all the time and they don't want to risk exposing their child. And the way that the world is going right now, like we don't have an end date on this. So imagine sending your kid away and not knowing the next time you're gonna get to touch them or be with them. Yeah. So I'm getting choked up because I have a baby. (laughs) I can't, like, I can't imagine that. Yeah. So I just want you guys, I'm not trying to, preach at you or yell at you, but like big sister Kristen is like, get your shit together. Like, yes, this is hard. It's really hard, yeah. but we're all in this together. We need to stay grounded. We need to stay grateful. Yeah. And we need to look to the future. Like we're going to come out of this and what's going to be there for us, I think is what we decide is going to be there for us. Right. So well, and just, and just to really like honor what you said, cause I think it's really important. I think of this as tribe and I think that we're all that's really where we're getting back to is that tribe of really taking care of one another, really supporting our community, really like coming together. And so there are some of our tribe members right now that are being asked to compromise a lot. And so us as tribe members who have the privilege to be at home, to um, to be with our families, to to have a roof over our head and food coming in, it is our responsibility to go, what can I do to be of service? Yeah. And for a lot of you, that's staying the fuck at home. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And, and, and part of that is also doing our own work of healing. Um, Because when we are healed individuals, we show up to the world completely differently and we, um, no longer bring our traumas everywhere <laughs> and we can in fact um be light leaders and love workers in the world and so i think the question that just to leave everybody with is first of all to just honor the journey that you're going through right now as and, and really give yourself the grace and space to, to move through that and the other is what can i do to be of service to others to my tribe members right now who really need me mm. Oh, wow. Then on that note, <laughs> James literally just cried. <laughs> Perfect timing. So oh, you guys, um, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, stay yeah. inside as much as you can, you know, open the window, take a walk, you know, you know what to do. It's been, yeah. it has been laid out for us. Meg, thank you so much for You're your so insight welcome. and for your heart and for the work in the world that you do, um, to heal, to heal yourself and to heal others. And I just appreciate you so much. And we love you guys. If you have questions, if things come up, like please reach out to us. I will link um, all of Meg's information. She has some beautiful programs and things as well that she offers. And I will link those in the show notes so that you can find her. And we just wish health and peace and love to all of you. Absolutely. Love you. Love you. Hey, thank you so much for hanging in there and listening with an open and curious heart. I hope this conversation has inspired, educated, and entertained you, or at the very least, shaken things up in a productive way. 
and Voskamp says that shame dies when stories are told in safe places. So please share, rate, and review. Sending you love and dark chocolate. Talk soon.